Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you even listening to our story? Yes. Well, listen to this. We have a story to tell. So listen. Okay. And write it down. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V-I-G. Ah! Ma'am, will you be okay with Congressman Ryan alone? She'll, what? She'll be fine. Actually, why don't you stay candy? Jesus Christ, it's not like I'm going to rape the president. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you just say... You aren't going to rape the president? Of course I'm not. Why would I say I would? Why would you say you wouldn't? Because I wouldn't. I think maybe your people should come in too. Gentlemen? What did he do, man? Nothing. I didn't do anything. Well, he threatened to not rape the president. Yes, that's not a threat. That's a promise. And now. Everywhere I turn, there's poop. Can't escape the poop. It's like everywhere I turn, poop. 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 Thank God I didn't wear designer today. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Thursday, the 7th of March. What's up, fam? Hi. What's happening? Again, and I know I said it yesterday, so great to have the whole group together again. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like this every day from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's going to be another day this year that we're not all clocked in and look, ready to work. Look. <laughs> look. Once you reach yes, 80, yeah. things start going wrong. Yeah, it would be a bad bet. Yeah. 80's okay. tough. It, 80's when it, it all eight, went north downhill North of 80, man. Woo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. You can do anything. Uh, and then you hit 80. Yep. Hey, a uh, couple of things uh, real quick here on this uh, this Thursday. Uh, first of all, you know how uh, we, we've talked about this a, a bunch of times. You can tell a social media message, a tweet, an Instagram, a Facebook post, that's not by the person. That's by their handlers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Anytime you see something that is smart and cohesive and on point and and makes sense, you go, well, that's not the crazy celebrity who wrote that. That's clearly his his publicist getting in there and trying to make the straighten out a mess and, and make the make them look better, right? It depends on right. who the celebrity is. Some are well well spoken. Oh yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Most and others are. clearly yeah. didn't write it. Yeah, most are. But then, you know, like Kanye, for instance, you can tell a real Kanye tweet versus something that somebody made Kanye post. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's covered his tracks. I would like to apologize. Usually starts the fake ones. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so having said that, I've known Kevin for thirty-three How years. What? For thirty-three years, I've known Kevin. Uh oh. How's this coming back on me? <laughs> Who wrote your Instagram post last night? <laughs> oh, I did. Who? No, seriously. Who'd you hire? Did Linus write it? Your assistant? Who wrote your Instagram post? It was beautiful. What? And it seems sincere. It seems. <laughs> seems. It seems sincere. <laughs> and it was touching, and it was warm, and it was affectionate, and it was heartfelt. 
and I cried like a baby. Oh. Wow. I cried like a baby. It's the nicest thing, not just you, but anybody's ever written about me. Who wrote it? <laughs> Here was my whole thing. You I... hired a PR firm. I'm just... <laughs> oh, look, you already get credit for the post. I just need you to, to give credit to the person who wrote it. Somebody else made that comment that it was well written and how could I have done it? And I said, I just don't speak good. <laughs> but I write good. But I can write. So then I texted it to Bean just so he would see it and I didn't hear anything from him. So I was like, oh no. Like, do I need to change it or right. take it down? Did I do something wrong? Way to go, Bean. <laughs> um, good Lord. Kevin only texts me in the middle of the goddamn night. I mean, that's forgets true. the time difference. Oh, I get it. It's just I, when I wrote it at quarter to 12 or something at midnight. Yeah, so what time did I get it? A quarter to two. Yeah. When did you expect me to wake up, read it, respond? No, I just didn't know. I hadn't heard, and I was like, oh, I just, I hope I didn't Listen, we're getting it. off track here. <laughs> Who wrote it, Kevin? Who wrote it? Allie, did you read it? <laughs> I did. It was lovely, and it was, it was long. Be- like, I thought at beautiful. some point he'd be like, wait, gotta go get a soda. Like, something. <laughs> um, but it was, it was lovely, Kevin. I also want to point out. Everything spelled correctly. Everything. Every, Everything. Single, yes. Every word of it. Yes. And how long does it usually take you to write a tweet correctly? I mean, uh, 15 minutes and or three tries. <laughs> right. How many times did you delete this post and re-upload? I did, well, did not do that. For Any the, edits? Whoa. For maybe the first time. Oh, I whoa. edited it for a long time. I wrote it and made okay. sure it okay. said what I wanted it to say, but then... But not once it's post. No. Wow. Dave just retweeted it from the at Kevin and Bean account if you want to read it. And I'll tell you something else. uh, And I don't don't want to get off onto another uh, tangent about me leaving at the end of the year. But for folks who don't listen uh, later in the show, only hear early in the morning, maybe they didn't hear that announcement yesterday. But it was a a beautiful, wonderful day with so many kind words from so many thousands of listeners yesterday and friends and colleagues. Uh, Kevin's message meant the most to me. Uh, partly because he hasn't had much to say about me going. You know what I mean? He's been kind of playing it close to the vest. And uh, but, I, oh, but I don't really feel like I had anything to say just because this was your thing and you were making it happen and I was happy and... Beat it, kid. Yeah. <laughs> that was Allie's message. Just beat it, kid. That was so the full text. I just wanted to tell you, it meant a ton to me. And, and I really appreciate it. And, uh, and I've been terrible about my... W- by Instagram that I reactivated last week and have put one thing up, but I will put, I'll post it from there as well. But um, thank you for that. I just wanted to say, get a room, right? And, Ew, I feel also, so dirty. The other thing I want to say is, Bean, you you trended. Yeah, that was very weird. You trended on Twitter. That's while all... I was still alive, by the yeah, way. That's well, almost I mean, that's... never a good thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> almost always, that's not a good. Yeah, thing. Yeah, you think they died or <laughs> a Me Too situation? Yep. Somebody, I can't remember who, was watching Channel 5 yesterday. Gosh, I can't remember who, because they called my wife, not me. And they're like, oh, my God, I I didn't see the story, but I saw Bean's face on TV. Is he okay? Oh, no. Because they assumed I'd either been arrested or killed Yeah, if I was on TV. Well, there's still time. All right, real quick. (laughs) (laughs) This certainly is. Real quick, having said all of that, I may have to uh, re-figure everything that I told you guys yesterday. Oh, great. No, no, I'm still going. But now I may not move to the U.K. and get into radio, which is what my goal was, because this morning in the Washington Post... There's an even better job for me. There's no, you've wanted to be in radio since you were two. I know, but this is something that is so much better suited to my lifestyle. Okay. 
From the Washington Post, imagine for the rest of your life you are assigned no tasks at work. You can watch movies, read books, work on creative projects, or just sleep. In fact, the only thing you have to do is clock in and out every day. Since the position is permanent, you'll never need to worry about getting another job again. Starting in, oh, it's not till 2026, so I may, have, <laughs> I may need a bridge job before this one. One lucky or extremely bored worker's everyday reality will be this, thanks to a government-funded conceptual art project in Gothenburg, Sweden, where I've been, by the way, lovely town. The employee in question will report to Korsvagen, a train station currently under construction in the city, and will receive a salary of about $3,000 a month in U.S. dollars, plus annual wage increases, vacation time off, and a pension for retirement. So, what you do is, these are the job requirements. You show up at the train station every morning and you punch the time clock. That turns on an extra bank of fluorescent lights over the platform, letting travelers and commuters know that the otherwise functionless employee is on the job. Then at the end of the day, you return and clock out and the lights go off. (laughs) In between, you can do whatever you want except work at another paying job. You're, you don't have to stay at the station all day. Oh, so you, you can, can do that. You can go home, get on the internet, watch yep. TV. Yep. You're basically paid to turn on the lights. Turn on a light turn on, and turn, turn off. off a light every day. That's right. The employment is guaranteed for life. <laughs> what? No the, specific... the Supreme Court of light changing. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's happening? No, no specific qualifications are needed. Anyone in the world can apply. You don't even have to be a Swedish citizen to apply for this. How ju- does an electrician not get that job, set up timers, and never go? Hmm. Good question. But a right? che- good job, cheater. Yeah, no kidding. So Science. you're telling you're telling me that all they're asking you to do is flip a light switch <laughs> twice a day, and you're trying to figure out a way to get out of that. <laughs> it's too much work. You got to figure much. out a workaround. It just it doesn't seem like they're asking too much for a lifetime job with a salary and vacation and increases. <laughs> just saying, make it easier. It is a uh, an art project, by the way, between the Public Art Agency Sweden and the Swedish Transportation Administration. And as I said, it goes into effect. It's a, some sort in twenty twenty six. It's some sort of a comment on mass automation and uh, artificial intelligence, and that one day people will be superfluous. So it's an art project, but the government is behind it and is contributing to it. I guess think is that- everyone a- are they able to see him come in or her and and clock in? Is that part of the art? Um, I know. think. I don't know the answer to that. I think, to Ali's point, though, I think all that has to happen is those lights have to go on at the right time and go off at the right time. Right. I but feel I do... like this is stretching the word art really a lot. Also, also yeah. job. It's stretching job. Same. Also. <laughs> Same. Look, you, it's it's impossible to define art. Sure. There are so many things that don't seem like art to me that seem to be very meaningful to other people. Kevin and Bean Show. <laughs> but this... Um, <laughs> This could be my gig. So maybe a few years in radio. Okay. And then I'm off to Sweden 2026 with the greatest job ever. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. Deliver, I mean, po- deliver Postmates till then. It really <laughs> does sound perfect for you. It does sound like me. Yeah. So have fun working, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean Show, shall we? I think it's ignorant. I think it's stupid. I think that um, it could have been a better way of um, going by it. It's almost always true. Uh, Dr. Drew joins us on Thursdays. Fantastic. We have many questions about strokes this week. I now have something else to worry about. Maybe Sorry. tone down the glee. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, there was way too much excitement about strokes. No, no. Strokes. The excitement is that we have a qualified okay. professional on to discuss it so that we can avoid poor Luke Perry's fate. That's I why you. I'm excited because okay. I'm nervous now that I'm doing something that may end up in a stroke for me. Strokes, what's up? 
Exactly. I'm not positive that's how we want to do this. Uh, who's the dick on today's show? This involves Omar. Uh, oh. Omar. Omar. That's my thought. Segment ended. That's, that's my <laughs> thought as well. Um, the first album you ever bought with your own money. Mm. Some of them are now in retrospect pretty embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it was. If you knew that you were going to have to account for it, you know, 20 years from now, maybe you don't buy that particular album. Look, Hootie and the Blowfish is forever. I mean, you can't, you can't <laughs> judge. Uh, get up on this. We do on Thursdays with Jensen. Um, things that are unexpectedly expensive. This is a weird topic, but uh, about all of us have something where we go, how is it possible that it costs that much? Yeah, it mm-hmm. makes no sense why compared to everything else that's for sale. Yeah, why is this so expensive? I ask that all the time. And we'll go through some uh, some more R. Kelly highlights because he uh, he crazy. Um, we, we were talking yesterday, Jensen, about how I can't believe they're not making that a one-hour primetime special, that Gail King interview. Correct, yeah. Tomorrow night, yeah. one-hour primetime special, the sense. R. Kelly interview. Yeah. Uh, throw, just throw the paper yeah, I'm away. just going to put it in the Okay. Chair. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with a different thing that Allie thought she was going to talk about. <laughs> Next. <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. And that means it's time for our first look at what's happening with Allie, who, God bless her, playing her today, but she's still here bringing us the news. What's going on, Allie? It was a one-two punch yesterday between Bean's announcement, which uh, people thought that he just, you know, announced on the air that we didn't really know about. Some, you guys, really some that, people yeah. were like, were you totally shocked? Yeah. <laughs> we, we actually have talked about it, I don't know, four years. Um, <laughs> everything's fine. Um, but then later in the day, I woke up from a nap to a text from Jensen. Oh, my God, Trebek. And I'm like, oh, no. You, no one loves and that show more And then I looked again, you. and I had 14 messages from friends. And I was like, what? 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 So I went to Twitter and... And that's when I saw the news that Alex Trebek revealed that he's suffering from stage four pancreatic cancer, but plans to fight the illness. Hi, everyone. I have some news to share with all of you, and it's in keeping with my longtime policy of being open and transparent with our Jeopardy fan base. I also wanted to prevent you from reading or hearing some overblown or inaccurate reports regarding my health. So therefore... I wanted to be the one to pass along this information. Now, just like 50,000 other people in the United States each year, this week I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Now, normally the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm gonna fight this and I'm gonna keep working and with the love and support of my family and friends and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. So help me, keep the faith, and we'll win. We'll get it done. Thank you. Oh, God bless him. Canadian hero, yeah. Beautifully said. Just the most charming and lovely announcement that he has stage four pancreatic cancer. That's real bad, right? Yeah, I was going to ask. I'm dumb on that. Stage four seems terrible. It's a... Your pancreatic and stage four is like a death sentence. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's not great at all. Yeah, I think pancreatic cancer, and I could be very wrong, but I think it's always fatal. It's just a matter of how long you have. If you he, have he a couple years, whatever. He mentioned but, low survival mm-hmm. rate. Yeah. So maybe yeah. there is yeah, maybe. a certain chance. Maybe, yeah, Depending yeah. on how far. I don't know. 
Here's the thing. That sucks. He was uh, recording shows yesterday. Two shows. Just staying busy doing that. He had told his staff um, a couple days ago and just unbelievable, that man. Unbelievable. I, I can tell you this. According to the American Cancer Association, for all stages of pancreatic cancer combined, so mm-hmm. stage four, obviously, on the low end, the one-year relative survival rate is 20%, five-year, 7%. Ooh. Wow, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. Um, this may not be the point, but was anyone disappointed he did not tell us the news in the form of a question. I hate you so much. <laughs> what is pancreatic cancer? Yes, exactly. That's what I was oh. that's what I was pulling for. No, absolutely not. But what I don't is, know Who's my replacement? Oh, I don't know if you know his health history. No. He's don't. had two um two heart attacks. Oh, yeah, none right. of, none of us know as much about him as you okay. <laughs> Well, he had two heart attacks. He also I think he tore ligaments or something in his ankle at one point. So he was out for a little bit of time. He tore the his ankle by chasing a robber in a hotel room, by the way. Yeah, and that what? story ended up being normal. Yeah, just it was like that was so clearly a story in any other case would have been a prostitute because it was the middle of the night yes. in a hotel with an attractive yeah. woman who robbed him and he yeah. chased her down and yeah. got it. It was real. She was really going room to room robbing people. <laughs> I was like, only Alex Trebek could take a story that is clearly most likely about a prostitute yeah. and make it real. Yeah, yeah. Achilles tendon, by yeah. the way. Um, so two heart attacks, Achilles tendon. Then he had a hematoma. And then later that year, this was just last year. Did you he wound up into his medical records? No, <laughs> this is all, this. no, this is all public because he took some time off last year because he wound up like feeling a little faint. Mm-hmm. And wound up having brain surgery. So, I mean, this man wow. has been through more than any of us could ever imagine. But wow. he's still going to keep working. And, God, I hope... It, just fight it. He's just... He's he's my favorite. I well, said it to, like he's got the right mental attitude, too. And based sure. on the things he's already survived, it seems yeah. like he's Superman. Yeah. I said to a friend of mine, I'm like, wow, the people then throughout the day... That people would send messages to me on email, on Twitter, on um, Instagram DMs. I said to my friend, I'm like, wow, people really know how much I love him. And my friend goes, you have framed pictures of him in your home. <laughs> you don't really, I, though. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. I, I thought that was a joke. Uh, no, I've posted the pictures I have of him in my home. Oh, she's got a shrine, Kevin. I do. I love. I know him from the webcam. So... She's got a shrine. Oh, Bean. <laughs> wow. I love him so very much. I'll try and find uh, some of the please pictures, so you can see him. Gorgeous, gorgeous. <sighs> I mean, you, every uh... era. I've got mustache. All right. Sweat. Well, that's okay. important. All right. Do you have a favorite mustache or no mustache? You know, I'm into current gray fox. You know. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, guys, it's the end of an era. Arrow will officially end after season eight. Stephen Amell announced on his Twitter yesterday that playing Oliver Queen has been the greatest professional experience of my life, but you can't be a vigilante forever. No! Arrow will return for a final run of 10 episodes this fall. There's so much to say for now. I just want to say thank you. Kevin, you still watching Arrow? I know you liked that show. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't miss an episode for maybe four seasons. Uh-huh. Still mm-hmm. recorded all the time. Probably watch three-fourths of the episodes every year. And then, so, yeah, still love it. And then Steven said, if only Kevin watched <laughs> it less sporadically, we'd still be on, which or, is weird. We just we have a lot of people recording the show, but no one's watching it, <laughs> so we can't make it. Every viewer is only watching three-fourths of the shows. We need them to watch four-fourths. 
It's true. A lot of fractions on his. Well, that's a good. Uh, that's a good run, though. Eight, eight, oh, eight, eight, eight. oh, absolutely. Yeah. For Arrow, yes. And a, 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 I don't like the way you say that. No, yeah, it's just very like, judgy, Jen. What yeah. I mean is, it's not Cheers, guys. It's like it's not Frasier. Like it did really well for a superhero. Why don't show. you back the f down? <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw Arrow. Frasier. I don't know if you ever saw Arrow, but it was a really good show, Jensen. I'm sure it was great. What I'm saying is, eight. Number one, there's too much TV. We know this. Yeah. Beyond that, eight seasons yeah. is quite a run for anyone. Right. But for a superhero show, right. those things aren't necessarily heady. But I then don't like that attitude. one season where they had Reverse Arrow come in. Sure. That was a good one. I thought that was Reverse Flash. Whatever. It was Reverse Flash. But they cross over and did some stuff. Right. Yeah. And Jensen, I'd like to remind you, mm. doom and gloom Jensen Carp. Yeah. Uh, Smallville was on for 10 seasons. Again, congratulations to Smallville. I'm just saying. It's no. It's, I don't like your attitude. It's no Frasier. No one day at a time. It's no Frasier or Cheers. That's all I oh, compare dear. things to. Someone didn't love you enough when you were little, did they? Oh, if it's not my mother the car, Jensen has no time for it. <laughs> it's, it's no too close for comfort. It's not the flying nun, and that's where I have issues. Good Lord. <laughs> all right, guys, some birthdays, some great people today. Brian Cranston, Peter Sarsgaard, Rachel Weiss, Wanda Sykes, Laura Papon, and Jenna Fisher. And that's what... from Canada. Um, what? Hmm? Who? I think Rodney thinks all of them. Okay. No, I don't, think, I don't think any of them. Uh, that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. You guys, R. Kelly, back in jail. Woohoo! How about I that? Saw, I saw Gail King, who did the uh, the interview yesterday that uh, that everybody was talking about on CBS this morning. I saw her saying that he had no, he knew he had a court appearance yesterday, mm-hmm. but he was in no way expecting to go back to jail. But it's this uh, child support, right? That's what's that's yep. what's doing it. For yeah. He he, can, he cannot afford to pay the child support. On top of everything else he's got going on, he broke. Which yeah. is only funny because one of his defenses is that he just, just wants to be with his kids. Yep. I just want to take care of my kids. <laughs> Everyone's bothering me. Right. And also, and the, some of the girls, including his current girlfriends, by the way, who have been making the media rounds right now, they keep saying that their parents offered them up to R. Kelly so that they could get money out of R. Kelly. R. Kelly doesn't have any money. So this whole thing That's is... That's a bad surprise for those parents. Yeah. For those horrible <laughs> parents. Bad it deal. really is. And by the way, aren't you getting the one-two feeling between the Michael Jackson doc and the R. Kelly interview and with the you know the people in his, his universe? There are a lot of people out there who shouldn't have had children. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Certainly shouldn't be raising them. Yeah. yeah. And if if we think about it, and it's it's sad to even give him a little bit of leeway, which I'm not doing at all, they were most likely abused themselves. You mean the parents? Michael, no, Michael and oh, R. I Kelly. See. And R. Kelly. And oh, R. Kelly has talked about saying. being molested by someone in his family. Yeah, yeah it's so, a horrible, horrible cycle. It really is. But this interview, I think, deserves a little closer look. We played a couple of highlights from it yesterday. Um, you know, we talked yesterday how they, there's no way they should have ever let this guy go on TV. He appears crazy, unless this is what he's building up to, is some sort of an insanity defense or something like that. But he should have had a lawyer sit him down and talk about behavior during a television interview if he's trying to rehabilitate his image. Let me know when you want to stop. Here we go. I am surprised that you agreed to do it. Why are you sitting down with us today? I'm very tired of all of the... Uh lies i've been hearing things and you know and seeing things on the blogs and you know i'm just i'm just tired what are the lies that you're hearing that disturb you most oh my god um all of them um that little girl's trapped in the basement 
By the way, she should have jumped in with, you mean trapped in the closet? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. Points. No. Points. No. Helicopters over my house. Um, trying to um, rescue someone that doesn't need rescuing because they're not in my house. Handcuffing people, starving people. I have a harem, uh, what you call it, a, um, a coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even really know what a code is, but uh, I know I don't have one, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you done anything that you regret? Have you done anything wrong? Lots of things wrong when it comes to women that I apologize. But I apologize in those relationships at the time I was in the relationships. Have okay? you broken any laws when it comes to women? Absolutely not. The six-part series interviewed 50 people. Mm-hmm. Family members, your former tour manager, numerous women who all claim that you abused them. Yeah. Are you saying everybody in that documentary was not telling the truth about you? Everybody? If, if, if you really look at that documentary, which I'm sure you have. I have. Everybody said something bad about me. She asked if he has abused any women. Yeah. She should have said children. Yeah. Yeah. These were children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So continue. Hey, before you continue, uh, it sounds like, am I reading this wrong? R. Kelly watched the documentary, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Totally. For sure. He's he's certainly not talking about suing anybody. Nope. He's not talking about libel. He's not talking about being defamed. Yeah, he He, knows that they have to open up discovery if he winds up suing those people. Someone usually what you do. If somebody accused me of of being a cult leader and chaining women in the basement, I would sue them for libel. That's more of a Kevin thing. Yeah, you guys say I'm a cult leader. Can I sue? All right, let's continue. Why would these women say the same thing about you, that you are controlling, that you are abusive, that you tell women when to eat, when to go to the bathroom, when they can sleep, where they can dress? Why would all these women tell these different stories about you if they were not true? And they don't know each other. That defies logic to me. Right, right. Until you hear the explanation. You can start a rumor on a guy like me or a celebrity just like that all you have to do is push a button on your phone and say so-and-so did this to me r kelly did this to me and if you get any traction from that if you if you're able to write a book from that if you're able to get uh, a, a reality show then any girl that i had a relationship in the past that i it just didn't work out she can come and say the same exact thing are you blaming this on social media i'm talking about the power of social media I, this is a crazy defense because I heard this yesterday. This these rumors have been around way before yeah. social media, decades. Like, yep. yeah. it's decades. not a new thing. It, these uh, people have been claiming things. Thirty with, years, yeah. Leah and so many things that went down in his life. I that's, think that's what's crazy. so frustrating is he's been avoiding these charges for so incredibly long. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Have you ever had sex no. with anyone under the age of seventeen? No. All right, I'd just like to point out what Jensen said yesterday, which is she said, "Have you ever had sex?" And, and he, he said, said "No." no. <laughs> so he didn't know where that was going. No. His defense is he's a virgin. He married a 15-year-old. Yes. Yeah. With right. the parents' permission? And then they had it annulled. No, not, uh, the, not no. with. That, again, that's a very okay. blurred line, but no, the answer is no. What did he do? Did he take her to Alabama or someplace where it's legal? And that's not a joke, by the way. There are states in this country where you yes. can still get married at 13 or 14. Yeah, it was in a, a place that supposedly could, you needed parent permission, and supposedly it was forged. Yeah, it was gotcha. all forged. Yeah. Never. No. I have to tell you, it's so hard to believe that based on all that we've read. I'm going to tell you something, Gail. There's one said about you. What women said about me. What women. So nobody's allowed to be mad at me and be yeah. scorned and, and lie on me. Mm-hmm. So they're lying on you. That's your explanation. They're lying on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You feel that people have maligned your character. I have been assassinated. I have been 
buried alive. You have never held anybody against their will. I don't need to. They, Why would I? Well, I'm, I'm how stupid would never be held for anybody. R. Kelly? I like where he starts referring to himself in the third person. Yeah, that, that definitely this, shows you're innocent. Let me tell you is, about R. Kelly. <laughs> and this is very close to where he starts tearing up and waving his arms around. And uh, about a, uh, 45 seconds before, he stands up and looks like he's either going to hit Gail King or leave the room. Yeah. With all I've been through in my way, way past, to hold somebody, let alone four, five, six, fifty, you said. What, how stupid would I be to do that? By the way, that's not a defense either. <laughs> People do incredibly stupid things. Your Honor, I did not do this, and I'll tell you why. It's stupid. It would have been stupid, <laughs> Your I Honor. would never do something stupid. It just makes no sense. I didn't say you that's were holding... That's stupid, guys. I didn't is this camera on me? Yes. This is what B was talking about where he loses it. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Don't... Forget the blogs. Forget how you feel about me. Hate me if you want to. Love me if you want. But just use your common sense. How stupid would it be for me to, with my crazy past and what I've been through, oh, right now I just think I need to be a monster and hold girls against their will, chain them up in my basement, and, and don't let them eat and don't let them out unless they need some shoes down the street from their uncle. Robert, Stop it. Y'all quit. What? <laughs> very specific it was odd yeah <laughs> why would i keep them why would i control them unless they need shoes from down the street from their uncle it's a very specific <laughs> <request>. <laughs> that i didn't do because i've never heard of that yeah. <laughs> they need some shoes down the street from their uncle Robert, stop it y'all quit playing quit playing Robert. i didn't do this stuff this is not me y'all i'm fighting for my life y'all killing me with this I can't help 30 years of my career. Robert. 30 years of my career. Y'all trying to kill me. You're killing me, man. This is not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Back in jail because of lack of child support. <laughs> no, he can't do it. He doesn't have the money. Today. <laughs> Can I uh, compliment in the highest possible journalistic terms? Gail King yeah, for she this interview. Destroyed. It was incredible. was so great. And by the way, her contract is up for renewal. She is being highly sought by every other network right now. CBS is just going to back a truck up. Yeah. This could this timing could not have been better for her. She does a great job on that that morning show, that CBS morning show. But she slayed in this interview. Yeah, yeah and Rob, she, Robert. And there's only 33 seconds left. And in it, she points out what he's trying to do. Yeah. Y'all just don't want to believe the truth. What I need help. What kind of help? This is the kind of help I need. Yes, what kind of help? I need somebody to help me not have a big heart. Because my heart is so big, people betray me, and I keep forgiving them. You sound like you're playing the victim here. That's my favorite yeah. part, mm -hmm. because that's 100% what he's doing. Yep. Everyone's lying. Yeah. Everybody. Mm -hmm. You sound like R. Kelly. You do. When I listen to you, I'm just it does telling sound the like truth. you're playing the victim. I'm card. just telling the truth. And the reason I'm emotional Robert, and I apologize you... for that no, is no, because no, this no. is the first time I was able to, to say speak. something. Yeah. I've said nothing. Robert. <laughs> His lawyer's like, say less. <laughs> <laughs> this is already too much. 
It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I mean, it's Omar. The answer is it's Omar. That's the answer. Clearly the answer (laughs) is Omar. I'm glad uh, Omar is here, hot Omar, hey. um, because we are going to do Who's the Dick. But because uh, you're here, you made me think of something. Oh, you're the one who is in charge of listening to cataloging, cutting up, and sending in the Kevin and Bean Afroline phone calls. That's right. That's our voicemail we have here at the show, which is uh, 323-520-AFRO. You can call anytime, 24-7, and leave a topic on any uh, 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 on any subject. I guess you don't leave a topic as much as you, you leave don't. a message. But right. we know. T- tomorrow is International Women's Day. Now, generally, I don't care about the chicks, but tomorrow <laughs> we're going to do... That's the way to sell it, dude. Good work. Good work. Tomorrow, we're going to do our annual tradition that I so look forward to because I feel like, and this is a sincere complaint, that K-Rock vastly underestimates how much fantastic music is being made by women and bands fronted by women. I think we should be playing a lot more of that because for for whatever reason, it it always gets the short shrift, and I don't know why. Well, maybe if you stop playing Sex and Candy every morning, Bean. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Come on, Bean. I am with you. I don't choose the music. Why do you pick it, Bean? But I'm telling you, if I did, we'd be playing a lot more of the ladies. So here's what I'm going to say, because Omar Omar is keeping an eye... (laughs) <laughs> Omar's keeping an eye on the Afro line. Tomorrow on International Women's Day, again this year, we are going to play all music by female artists or bands led by female singers, okay? So call the Afro line at 323-520-AFRO anytime between now and then and leave us your request. Tell us your name. Tell us what you want to hear. And we'll play as many of, we, uh, of those as we can back tomorrow morning all day long here on the Kevin Bean Show on K-Rock. Thank you. All right. It's time for Omar's... The dick. No, 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 no. We don't know yet. It's who's the dick. Sorry, my bad. Who's the dick? Something happened to me last week, and after it happened, it really, really bothered me, and it weighed on my shoulders on my drive into work. I am a loyal customer of the AMPM, and I go to the AMPM five days a week to get my coffee. On the way in, yeah. On the way in. Okay. Because uh, it's 99 cents if you bring your own uh, cup. Okay, mm-hmm. to fill it up, and you okay. can't you can't beat that deal. Okay, no. and by the way, AM PM, pretty good coffee. Absolutely, absolutely. They've they, they've actually in the last couple of years have stepped up their coffee game. Mm. And um, I go and I go there so often that I know Phil and Sue. 
okay, that I stri- strike up conversations with Phil and Sue. They're super nice to me. They ask me about my day. I ask them how it's going. We're very pleasant with each other. Right. So much so that one day they were remodeling the coffee station. I was bummed out. I couldn't get my coffee that I came back the following day and Sue made it right by giving me a free cup of coffee. Wow. wow. Okay. okay. Doesn't and, sound like anyone's the dick. And then, so so what they have at AMPM is that they give you this little card. So if you buy four coffees, the fourth one is free. Okay. Okay. So I'm a huge fan of that. that that's Not awesome. The fifth? Okay? Not the fifth one? I think oh, sorry. The sorry, the fifth yeah. one is free. Okay. Okay. So uh, this one particular morning, I think it was last Thursday, I'm running a little late. It's about 445 and I have the four little stamps, so this coffee that I'm getting will be free. Right. Okay? I'm running late. There's about five people in, in front of me, which is unusually busy for this time of morning. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what I've done in the past is uh, I'll, I'll be like, Sue, here you go. Boom, just flip her the card. And she's like, all right, cool. Take it easy, Omar. No worries. Okay? This morning I come in. There's no fill. There's no Sue. Oh, no, Omar. They're what? dead. Did you? No. What happened? No. no, no, no. Okay. So, there's... Because if they are, you're the dead. No, absolutely. I would Okay. Be. But, so, there's this 18-year-old punk who, <laughs> uh, who I, I, I'm trying to, you know, bypass the line, and I'm trying to be like, hey, dude, here you go, man. I got my free coffee, and then I'm just going to be on my merry way. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, no, sir, uh, you have to be on it. Get, get back in line. I'm like, dude, <laughs> it'll literally take you one second to take it, and I'll be on my way. He's like, sir, get uh, uh, back in line. And by the way, I forgot to mention that the reason I decided to do this at the the exact moment I did it is is because it was in the middle of a transaction, and the, they have a slow ATM machine there or ATM card right. that it'll take 10 seconds to read the card so i knew that that was going to be happening so i was like i'll just slip in give this guy you knew there's a little little... break of time for you absolutely right but the guy wouldn't budge the guy was like sir get back in line he was like trying to make it a thing so at this point i'm looking back to the line of people and i'm like oh really you're gonna make it this a thing so i get the card and i'm like sorry dude i gotta go and i flick it at him oh Oh. you're a dick 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 Dick. well that's a little strong i didn't really like that but i mean you know i put it on there i'm like dude i have to go did you take the coffee of course, because so it was my free coffee. So you took the coffee, gave him, flip, flipped the card at him. I, I, well, I didn't flip it like that crazy, but and I put it on there. And then what did he say after? Oh, I didn't pay Because he was still I was, helping. I was, I, was okay. out. I was out. I was out. I was out 5000 But in that situation, I, that guy, I think, turned it into more of a big deal than it would have been. Because he knows, I mean, it's... it's but did he know? I, I, he works there. He should know. But he have should you know more than yeah, I have. He doesn't know you. That's no, I don't know your relationship with Phil and Jenny. Yeah, right? It's Sue, Sue, first oh, of all. My bad. But he, there's already four stamps. He saw it clearly. It was going to be my free coffee. He could have just gone like, boom. I, I worked in customer service. The faster you could tend to customers at once, it's, 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 it's better for everybody. Here's the thing. What if, let's call him Jeff. Jeff got the call middle of the night. Listen, Phil and Jenny can't come in. Still Sue. Okay. <laughs> we need you in. And he's like, oh, God, I've never worked a morning rush. I'm just, uh, oh, okay. He's already freaking out about not being able to be up to par as Phil and Sue. So he's in there trying to do his best. And here's this dick that thinks that he is entitled place. to go to the front of the line and flicks the card at him. Yeah, I, well, I just placed it on. I mean, yeah, yeah I flicked it. <laughs> <laughs> but and the, really, and the way, it could have just 
but Omar, the way you're doing his voice, you make him sound like it was his first big boy he was job. Flustered. He's he's 17 and he's worried about getting fired and he wants to follow the rules. He doesn't have the authority to make those kind of judgments that Phil and Sue have as the people run the place. Yeah, I think it's fear. It's really? I don't want to do something wrong. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. So I read yeah. that wrong. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I had to go, guys. Because it wasn't you Bill, understand. Bill and Thelma Sue or whoever. Who is it? It's Phil <laughs> it was, and Sue. Okay, whoever. But, but, I know. understand why you felt the way you did because you have a relationship yeah. with this place, but your person wasn't there. He didn't know you. It was just trying to do his job properly. I think you need to cut him some slack. I rule Omar is the dick. God, really? Omar is the dick. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. It's Thursday morning, and that means it's time for Get Up On This with Jensen. Get up, get on up, on this. 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 There's too much TV. You know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I tell you weekly. But what I do here on Get Up On This is I tell you things that you should be into. Things that I think aren't getting the attention they deserve or things that you may have missed over the past few years. And television sometimes finds its way into this segment. And I am so excited to tell you about a Netflix show that I think should be rising above everything else. And I'm not sure has yet. All right. The show is called Dating Around. Anyone watched it here yet? No. no I've it, seen it come up on my queue, but yes, I don't know anything about it. Why would you watch it? I, I didn't even click Why, on it. Exactly. Why yeah. would you watch it? That's there's not no, a great yeah. title. There's no need, because when you hear a title like that, you think about things like, you know, making out near a pool or like hometown dates or fantasy suite garbage that we've all gotten used to over mm. the years with something like The Bachelor. But shockingly, this is nothing like that. Really? Some critics are even calling it the anti-bachelor. You see, for Dating Around on Netflix, it's taking a more realistic approach with six episodes, each following a different New Yorker as they go on five different totally blind dates. Oh. Okay. okay. Now, we see them in almost real time. Okay. They're enduring the awkwardness, the clunky flirting, the awful jokes, and real chemistry when it does come out, but without any real glaring sexism or plane rides to go bungee jumping or, you know, like, are you going to have sex or not? None of that stuff really plays into it. All the fabricated stuff not that makes all. TV. The dates are almost not produced at all wow. like by producers. Like, there's no real, like, go in there and be juicy, nothing like that, but... Ironically, the show See, is. I'm sorry. A lot of go people in say, there and be juicy. You know, like he means play it up. Like, yeah, play it up juicy. Yeah. I I also prefer not the word juicy. <laughs> Ironically, though, everyone on the show is wearing a juicy sweatsuit. Uh, head to Weird. Toe. Okay. I thought it. I thought it worked. Uh, listen, but the show itself is overly produced in an, an incredible way. It looks like a movie. Every single shot is done by like an incredible director of photography, cinematographies. Everything is shot beautifully, almost huh. like. I know this is a bad analogy, but the way the hills look different for reality TV on yeah. MTV, you were like, wow, that looks good. Like Fellini made it. Yeah. Similar here. Uh, this is a perfect television show for the era of online dating. Like, you know, apps and swiping. This is a perfect representation of what people are going through. What I went through before I got married. This is a TV show for that kind of thing. Uh, is it me. depressing? No, not at all. At points? It's no? more of a running documentary than it is a reality show. They follow three traditional heterosexual singles over the episodes and two homosexual daters, each going on the exact same date 
five different times in a night. Also, coincidentally, wearing the same outfit. So you don't know if they tape them in the same night or the same. Oh, wow. You, you wouldn't know because they edit in between them so much. Mm-hmm. So the dates aren't all done in one. You, you see an episode and you see it all play out. Okay. Uh, let's listen to a clip. This is from an episode called Sarah. She is a heterosexual dater who runs into a man who's sort of mansplaining. Do you want my jalapenos? Didn't you order the jalapenos? No, I asked no jalapenos. I got you. Take the jalapenos. Take them. You know what that means, right? What does that mean? No tip. Kidding. Kidding. No, never in your adult life. I know, I know, I know. Do you ever in your life ever say that? That's not cool. (laughs) Sarah, relax. All right. I'm going to give you a little piece of advice. What's up? And that is, don't ever tell a woman to relax. Oh, my God. And by the way, it's done very real. That's the thing. It's like none of this, some of it is like look through your fingers at times, but it really is just a (laughs) normal dating show. Yeah, that does sound like fun. Can I just say, (laughs) uh, Sarah, that's great advice. Yes. Uh, Men, listen listen to Sarah. By the way, sometimes Sarah is shot in the show where you're like, is Sarah a movie star? (laughs) She's very cool in it. Uh, Allie, could you smile a little, please, when you say that? How dare you? Uh, this is all in hopes at the end that they pick one person to go on another date with. But you never see that date. You just see who they pick. And then it's over. Huh. Uh, it is perfect binge watching. You will really? sit down to watch one and be like, well, I got to watch them all. Uh, you also see a 60-year-old widower. Oh. He goes on a few dates. It's very touching, very sweet. Uh, it's all real. It, you'll even question yourself many times. Like, is this real? Because it looks so good. But I think in the new era of dating shows, this is what we should be doing. And it's very popular. They're saying that it's it's seeing a really great rise. It was released on uh, Valentine's Day, but not many people knew. And I'm telling you, you're going to love the real aspect of this. All right. Mm-hmm. Dating, it it's great. Dating around on Netflix. That is my get up on this. Get up. Get on up. 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 The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. All right, let's talk about uh, the first album that you bought. Um, our 72-year-old phone screener. <laughs> he is not 72. Gave us, gave us his idea. Uh, what did he think of that, Dave? You, you're, you share workspace with Ruben. Why did he think this would be a good topic for today? <laughs> we- He's 70 at least, right? He is not. Okay, I'm just when he, he pitched this idea, but when he pitched it, he said the first eight track he ever bought. <laughs> well, Ruben pitched this because uh, on Monday, Keith Flint, is it Keith Flint? Right? Yes, yeah. from Prodigy. Mm-hmm. From Prodigy uh, yeah. passed away, and he mentioned that that was the very first album, the Prodigy album, that he purchased with his own money. With his own money. Interesting. Yeah. And I think as we've been going around the room, and we're going to include your phone calls in on this at 1-800-520-1067, I think there is something special, like your first concert, that sticks with you. And many of us, it turns out, remember what the first album we bought was with our own money. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not talking about records your parents had in their collection or records that they bought. Uh, while you were, uh, you know, listening to them and whatnot, we're talking about the one that you finally got your four dollars to go down to the store and buy something, or however much it cost at the time you bought yours. <laughs> Mine was nineteen cents. Mine was about four dollars. <laughs> so, what did you buy with your? What was the first thing you bought with your own money musically? That's the question. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Dave, uh, you stepped in. We'll let you go first. Uh, yeah, I was a wee little lad, and I purchased this album by a duo. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know, turned out to be pretty bad at the end. But Millie Vanilli. Girl, you know it's true. Uh, Millie Vanilli. Oh, I love it. I love 
love, love, love it. Do you guys wow. remember that song? That song, that album was huge, and sure. they toured, and they were a holes of the highest order. Oh dear! And then it came out that they were just lip syncing, and it wasn't them, and blah blah blah. It got the Grammy <laughs> taken away. Mm-hmm. Everything happened, but it was really—they were set themselves up big. I, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised, Dave, if many people your age bought that album. Because, I mean, it sold like 10 million copies. I mean, it was one of the biggest records of the year. I so. still listen to it, by the way. No, but now, now you're weird. <laughs> right? No, I, had you, so I had you till that moment. Don't be crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so good, guys. Uh, How much did it cost? Do you remember? I think it was like $4. It was a cassette. And it was a CD. It was a cassette. Oh, it was a cassette. cassette. Mm. Yeah. Right. First album, yeah. They've uh, been trying to make that movie for a long time, too. It's like moved around, and I, I would like to see the movie. <laughs> I would, too. Yeah. The, yeah. Behind the scenes of all that. We that had uh, one of those guys, either Fab or Fred or whatever, or whatever his name was. <laughs> Rob. It was Rob. Fab and Rob, Rob I think. Yeah. Yeah. We had the one that's still alive. We had him <laughs> on uh, the show and talked to him about that, and it was a fascinating interview, one of the many that's lost to the archives here on the Kevin and Bean Show because we didn't keep track of stuff very well back then. but. Huh. How about you? Uh, how about you, Allie? What was the first one you bought with your own money? I distinctly remember this because I had just turned sixteen, and I said to my parents, "I'm going to go to Tower Records. I'm going to buy a CD, and I just want to drive by myself for a while." And they're like, "All right, emo kid, okay, You're crazy." Weird. And I got in my car, went to Sunset, and picked up this album, "Core" by Stone Temple <gasps> Pilots, and I drove. All the way down Sunset to the beach, drove up the coast, wound up in Ojai, because I listened to the album like four (laughs) separate times. Lost for a week. I was gone. They thought I was kidnapped. There was a ransom. It was me. Um, But I loved this album. And to this day, it's still one of my all-time favorite albums. Right, so, I am 16 years old in yeah. my car with all the windows down, just like, yeah. You felt like such a grown-up. Oh, that it day, was didn't you? total freedom. Is yeah. anyone going to pick a band who doesn't have death in it? <laughs> oh, is there, point. Is it possible that somebody's still alive? Uh, let's go to line one on this topic, one 800 Let's see how Angela in Valencia is feeling about the first record she ever bought with her own money. Hey, Angela. Hey. Thank you for listening. So Thank I you for have calling. To say that they're not alive either, but it would be Michael Jackson off the wall at Big Ben. Uh, good week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glad we're doing this call. It paid off. Look, how how old were you then? I want to say like ten. Oh, perfect yeah. demographic. <laughs> <laughs> he would have bought you too. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm wrong there, but yeah. By the way, every 10-year-old wanted Off the Wall. I mean, how could you not? It was a great, great album. You must have been so excited. And like Allie, you probably played it over and over and over again, right? Oh, yeah. Listening, trying to figure out the lyrics, writing them down. That's great. Thank you for the call, Angela. Appreciate it so much. Uh, Kevin, how about you? Uh, mine is this. I just want to play it for you, and you guys can identify it. He's a boogie woogie bugle The Andrews Sisters. Jazz hands, everybody. What about 1942, baby? I have no memory. Damn, son, where'd you find this? I have zero memory. I thought about this for an hour yesterday, and I... 
Have no idea. It's the first wow. record you bought with your own money. I know that's the topic, but I couldn't think of one. Oh, that's so I went straight Andrew Sisters. Unreal. Okay. From the oh, 1940s. <laughs> Give me some line three. Let's song, welcome Summer to the program. She is from Ontario, and she's got a choice she could be proud of. Hey, Summer. Good morning, guys. Uh, Beastie Boys, License to Ill. Nice. My first uh, album ever purchased with my own money. Congratulations, Summer, on being very credible at a young age. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I don't remember what it cost, but I remember having to walk to Music Plus, which should age me already, and and bought it myself. It was my most favorite. That's awesome. Of course. Still is, yeah. Still is. Summer, how, how old were you then? No, I mean, I don't mean, I'm not, I'm not doing math. I'm just trying to figure out, was it a problem about parental advisory? Yeah, like, did your, parents... your parents had to uh, hate that album. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I, it's going to sound really bad, but my parents probably had no clue. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay, very and, cool. And uh, 43, so, you know, normal, normal age. Yeah. Okay. By the way, right. uh, still uh, all dead. <laughs> We are four yes. for four. I mean, that's <laughs> <right> true. I <laughs> forgot <laughs> every one of these bands has a dead person in it. All uh, of my band yeah, was. Yeah, I think all. <laughs> uh, Summer, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. one 800 Let's. Uh, all right. I'll tell you what. Oh, I'm going to intentionally go out of order and find some people who are alive. And let's go to Lynn, line seven, up next on the Kevin Mead Show. She's in Long Beach. Lynn, what's the first record you ever bought with your own money? Big Bamboo. Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. That's right. Sweet. And it, came, it came with a big, giant rolling paper. No. <laughs> How old were you? I was like 15. Did but anyone have me... parents? <laughs> That's crazy. Well, my mom made me take it back. Oh, no. Did you really take it back, though? Yeah, I did. Oh, I come Alice, on. I bought Alice Cooper Goes to Hell. <laughs> That's a great choice, too. Good trade. You are Boy, you, were a, you were a problem child, man. Your parents had, you were wild. Uh, yeah, wanted, it's, hard, it's hard for people to imagine comedy albums being a thing that people bought, but yeah. they did. And Cheech and Chong had like five of them in a row that were all huge top ten hits, so... That's mm-hmm. a great choice. All right, Lynn, thank you for the call. We're taking yours, too. one 800 The first album you ever bought with your own money will continue next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, let's go to uh, Long Beach uh, and talk to Aaron. I'm sorry, line uh, seven up next on the Kevin Beach Show. Hey, Aaron. Hey guys, uh, the first album I purchased was Weird Al Alapalooza. Yeah! 
You have Bean's respect. Mm-hmm. You are the coolest kid ever. How old were you? Eleven. Eleven, Eleven years old, and you were into, into Weird Al. Yeah. Well, my parents. I was in a really Christian household, so I, I wanted to get like, obviously, blood, sugar, sex, magic, or. Um, the Get a Grip album, Aerosmith's Get a Grip album, they were like so offended by the earring and the uh, and like the cow's udder. But so I liked Weird Al, and it had all those like living in the uh, living in the fridge, and you know all those other parody songs, sure. you know, Bedrock. So I just picked up the album and just fell in love with Weird Al. So it was a really cool album. I don't really know how much I paid for it, but me and my brother just. You're Played a good man. Over and over again. You're my hero. <laughs> I love you, and I want you to move to Europe with me. We're talking about the very first album that you bought with your own money. Nina from the 661. I was 10 years old. I bought Green Day's Dookie with my own allowance money on cassette. I was in fourth grade, and there was a center where you listened to books on tape. Well, my group sat back and listened to Dookie instead. Nice. I was sneaky AF even back then. That's <laughs> awesome. From the 714, Juan writes in from Fullerton. My first album purchase was Vanilla Ice to the Extreme. Oh, very cool. <laughs> you can respect that, right, Jensen? Oh, yeah, very cool purchase. Van- Vanilla Ice, you guys remember, he stabbed a guy, right, Kevin? How? Hit it, Steve. Come on! <laughs> and now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Then you got Vanilla Ice on the loose. He's got a knife. Everybody's running. He's going to stab people. Because he stabbed people. people. Hold on a sec. What's Kevin talking about? Oh, no, let's find out. Let's, let's investigate more. Why is Vanilla Ice going to stab people? Nope. No, he stole some stuff. He stole he like a stole pool heater and a couch <laughs> and stuff out of a vacant house. What are you talking about, Kevin? I was thinking of uh, stab anybody. Uh, Screech. You were thinking, thinking, thinking of Screech? You were confusing Vanilla Ice? Not even a singer. With the guy from Saved by the Bell? Yes, I was. That was a moment with Kevin. I feel like we're way off target right now. I mean, Juan was just reminding us, if you know, I stabbed that guy. Yeah. Let's go to Riverside Line 1. This is going to be our man, uh, Brett, up next on the Kevin and Meat Show. Hey, Brett. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, thank you. You know what we're talking about? What um, do you have to contribute? Yeah, our, my first album was uh, Kid Rock, Devil Without a God. How old were you? How much yeah. did you pay, if you remember? Hello? Quick story, I went on a vacation to uh, meet with my uh, grandparents, and the whole time I was playing this while I was uh, visiting them in uh, Montana. Hmm. I bet your grandparents loved it. <laughs> did, you bu- a cause. did you buy the rumor that Josie was his son? <laughs> For a while, everybody was so uh, angry. <laughs> No, no way. No okay. Way. All right. Thank All you, right. Brett. Thank you for the call. We appreciate that. Jensen, I'm, I'm going to want to hear from you, but first we got to go to, um, wow, do you know this tar- this Tarzana Sarah Line 5? Do you guys know this music? No. Sarah? Let's uh, be introduced Hi, to something yeah. that she bought when she was a little girl that I've never heard of. Sarah, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. What's going on? Hi, good morning. So um, my family, they loved a lot of music, so I was always exposed to different uh, genres and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, one of my favorites was uh, El General, which is a uh, Spanish reggae. Oh, and, um, tu pum pum. One of our, one of our, um, well, one of my favorite songs was Boom Boom. Why don't I know that song? That sounds good. Oh, play it more, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> So you yeah, went out and bought 11. that with, with you, your own money and probably listened to it a million times that year, right? 
Oh, yeah, it was the best. My mom was, you know, and it actually is kind of not appropriate. <laughs> um, it's, you know, if you know the style of reggae dance, it's very uh, yep. seductive. Yep. <laughs> I think any time okay, he's singing Mommy, Mommy, it's uh, it's probably not for 10-year-old Sarah. And I don't think Pum Pum is like a real nursery rhyme. I think wow. it probably means something else. <laughs> All right, Sarah, thank you for bringing that one to the table. We appreciate it. Uh, Jensen, you're yeah. up. What was the first uh, record you ever bought with your own money? Listen, I was very credible as a child. I would go into Music Plus or the warehouse every Tuesday to get my, my fix of CDs. I bought so many. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember my first tape being Run DMC, Raising Hell. I remember my first first album lp being third base the cactus album but i i don't know how this happened but the first cd i ever purchased was forever your girl paula abdul oh wow <laughs> really yeah were you just a big mc scat fan oh well number one it's mc scat cat mc scat is a completely different google search <laughs> oh. you know what that was the movie i read it sorry yeah uh but i guess i don't know it just i guess the way timing is like i just went that was the one that came out that week and i was like we my all own money. had that cd we yeah. all had it Allie it was, was singing along yeah. 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 that was big that yeah. was big uh, Allison writes in, first music I ever bought with my own money was Billy Joel's Glass Houses 8-track, Yes, I'm That Old. We actually have an 8-track wow. listener. Wow. How about that? Wow. That was the one with uh, You May Be Right on it, if I remember correctly. Erica writes in, my first album was the Backstreet Boys, and they're all still alive, and I still love that album. They're all still alive. That's good. All alive. Excellent. From Orange. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to Troy Agora. He Agora Hills, I assume. Line four. He can brag, man. He's got he's got nothing to apologize for. Hey, Troy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, thank you. Uh, the first album you bought with your own money. So, first album I bought I was probably twelve years old, and I bought Guns N' Roses' Greatest Hits. Ooh. All right. Nice. Seriously. Baller. That's strong, yeah. So much better than Paula Abdul. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm forever your girl. Forever your girl. Guns N' Roses' Greatest Hits is an album that could have been in your collection at age 12, and you could have kept it until today and have nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. I still have it to this day. Not getting All rid right. of it anytime soon. Yeah. Pretty right. strong. Thank you so much. Let's go to Douglas Line 6. Up next, Tustin here on The Kevin and Bean Show. He actually okay. bought two at the same time. Let's see what they were. Hey, Dustin. Oh, Douglas, sorry. Hey, how are you guys? Good, thank you. Yeah, so the uh, the first album I ever bought was uh, it was uh, Razorblade Suitcase by Bush. All right. And what's cool is at the time that I bought it, um, it was when you guys were doing one of your signing events way back in the day. Uh, at uh, Warehouse Records, what, and I remember I, I bought your your Christmas CD, and Big Tad signed it for me. <laughs> and well, I'm I'm glad his is the autograph you cherish. <laughs> oh yeah, screw <laughs> you guys, right? <laughs> I'm a Douglas. I can't argue with him either. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to Kennedy in El Segundo. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi. First album you, you got bought for us? with your own money. Um, the High School Musical 2 movie soundtrack. Oh, man. I feel 60 years old. Was I in line behind you at the time? <laughs> <laughs> That's your first CD. 
Yes, I had. I remember I got all my tooth fairy money. It was dimes and nickels. I got the ten dollars and went to Target with my mom and bought it. Now, uh, how many teeth did Kennedy. you lose? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mouth. Let me ask you this, Kennedy. Um, my uh, crush for Zach, uh, Zach Efron, is forever. Yeah. Troy from High School Musical. Did you ever grow out of it, or are you still down with Zach? Oh no, my soccer number was fourteen for so many years because his he wore the fourteen on his basketball jersey. It still is. Fantastic. <laughs> Love connection, you guys. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Thanks, everybody. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Hey, Allie, what's happening? Bean, I need people to stop tweeting me. Allie, when are you going to do that ranch story? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'll get to it. Driving people crazy. You're fine. Right? You, you, you did the tease. I yeah. did. I teased You're you. Fault. I said, Do you like ranch? And do you like Las Vegas? Well, here's why, you guys. Okay. Hidden Valley Extra Ranch. ranch. <laughs> They're celebrating National Ranch Day on Sunday in a very special way. The brand is bringing a 24-foot-tall bottle of ranch dressing to the Las Vegas Strip and offering to use it to fill any container that fans bring to them. Extra ranch! They're not kidding. They said anything from a shot glass to a kiddie pool. You bring it, we'll fill it up with ranch. It's the Bring Your Own Container (laughs) event happening for one hour only, you guys. So grab your pen and paper. 11 a.m. to noon on Sunday outside of New York, New York Hotel and Casino on the Strip. Unbelievable. So. Yummy. Who's who's bringing a kiddie pool? (laughs) Filling it with ranch. (laughs) That is an odd choice. Kind of into it. I want to see who shows up. Um, I was listening to the podcast with uh, the weird phobias. And I just had to say that my phobia is ranch, Uh-oh. like ranch dressing. Oh, like, oh, no. It's not that I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's that it, I'm literally afraid of it. Like, talking about it right now is making me want to cry. Like, if it gets anywhere near me, just the thought of it being near me literally makes me want to crawl in my bed and cry. Like Go, I, go to Vegas. I'm no, getting I don't nervous just talking about it. But ranch dressing, pool. like, it, it needs to stay the F away from me. The bottle, the dressing, everything about it. Like, it, I'm scared of it, and I don't like it, and... Yeah, that's my story. How long are we going to let her go? <laughs> I, I wanted I to hear like, every second of it. I know you did. Uh, we need to bring her and have her get over it. Like maybe just... Help her like... Yeah, put her in a kiddie pool and have it just... Release the ranch. all over her. Yeah. Ooh. Release <laughs> <laughs> the ranch. <laughs> this got weird. You guys. That was a better tease than story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You're welcome for that. So with Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, um, they're all pulling in more and more subscribers every single year. And not to mention we soon have Disney Plus. We've got Apple. We've got CBS. We've got everyone that you can, you know, get a streaming service from. It should come as little surprise that cable TV has been taking a hit. But how big of a hit was not really known until now. According to the latest study... 2.9 million pay TV subscribers cut the cord in 2018. What's going on? That's <laughs> nearly double subscriber losses since 2017. Wow. That's an insane number, that you is. guys. Beat it. That's incredible. Satellite distributors DirecTV and Dish Network have reportedly taken the biggest hit with a collective 2.3 million fewer subscription subscribers in 2018 compared to 1.5 million in 2017. 
that's those services can be super expensive absolutely and it makes people want to look for something else yeah and they um they talk about in this article about the skinny bundles so if you have sling and direct tv now (laughs) that skinny bundle (laughs) oh no one needed to hear that jetson skinny bundle car oh sorry no worries that's sad um that those aren't really offsetting the losses all that much so that's that's not a good sign. I've been I, I'm a cable enthusiast. I think that mm-hmm. you know it helps with sports and we get to see live things. I'm that way with satellite. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I guess I'm starting to think about it, which is yeah. a bad sign because I, I do think I'm going to buy CBS Access for mm-hmm. uh, Twilight Zone. Uh-huh. I've been reading about obviously things that Hulu's picking up, the mm-hmm. uh, the Amazon Wu Tang show. Like, there's so many things that I'm just like excited for that I might just buy all them and do a you know skinny Cut bundle. The cord. Yeah, yeah. You can spend a lot less if you pay attention pay attention to what you have, you know? But then, I'm doing Sling TV, for example. You have a Sling box? Yeah. Okay. But you also it's have... Sling TV. Oh, yeah, that's okay. different so, than so Sling So it's box. the app yeah, yeah. type of thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you watch it through your Apple TV? Through my television. It's okay. smart TV. It's just oh. like Netflix or anything else. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And that's cheaper? Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's too confusing. It is too confusing. Does anyone do Hulu live TV? I don't even know what that is. I have Hulu, but I don't know what Hulu Live TV is. That's a, another another level of Hulu that you can get. We oh. watch live TV as well. Again, oh. too much TV. Too much TV. Too and much. too many different ways and places to watch it. I'm just going to start watching that guy on YouTube who eats the military lunches that we like. <laughs> That's the only show I'll watch now. And I'll tr- cut everything else. <laughs> That'll be fun for you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember that feel-good story that just... About the ranch dressing? <laughs> yes. Remember that? Remember the ranch times? No, the feel-good story about uh, the homeless man that gave a woman who had um, run out of gas his last $20 for gasoline. And she was so touched that she created a GoFundMe account for him. I do yeah. know that. They raised $400,000. And everybody lived happily ever after. Nothing bad ever happened. And I then remember. we mm-hmm. found out it was all a fabricated, heartwarming story to just tug on our heartstrings about compassion. And her and the homeless man set it up together. Oh. Bad situation. Uh, they pled guilty to federal conspiracy charges wow. yesterday. Here's what what they could wind up with. Um, Caitlin McClure, uh, the woman in the story, pled guilty to a count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. She faces up to 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. But how does that turn into wire fraud? Is there more to the story? Because GoFundMe, people kept sending the money, sending the money. And then then she took the money money out. Took the money, took the money out. And then he was like, hey, wait, why aren't you giving me part of my deal? And then he's the one that came forth and was like, uh, these nice people that had the GoFundMe for me aren't giving me the money, wow, which then led people story. to look into it and they were like, ew, they're all involved. Don't trust Whitey. That's what I'm saying. So he faces up to 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine as well. Hmm. So what I'm saying is uh, don't give money um, to people. I don't think that's... No, that's not what, what I'm saying, saying at all. At all. Okay. At all. But just a, a little, little scary that we, I think one of us even did that as our yeah. uh, great news story because it was a lovely story. Just turned out to be a lie. But I think he's a little shady. Mm-hmm. Hey, my great news story last week was the guy who bought the Girl Scout cookies so the kids could get out of the cold and he ended up getting busted for trafficking heroin and fentanyl. Yeah, it was a fantastic choice. You never know when you're when somebody's going to milkshake duck you, man. You just you can't fall in love with these strangers. Yeah. By the way, drug dealers have a, a long storied history about helping children. You know what I mean? 
They do. I mean, but yeah. I'm telling you, that's like a thing. If he has a ton of dough and he yeah. sees them and he feels mm-hmm. bad for them, of course. But then it does hurt you when you realize that he's selling drugs. Still great news to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. There's, there was no harm done to the Girl Scouts. No. They sold out, made yeah. a ton of money for their troops. It was still great news in the purchase of the, the cookies. And Jensen sure. got some fentanyl. Yeah. So everybody's right. happy. Right. <laughs> exactly. and trafficking goes on. <laughs> I mean, someone got some free Samoas, so everything's great. Yeah, no, those uh, Thin Mints are like crack. Yeah. They really are. So they're all Lord. pushing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's concerning. All peddling. Some birthdays for you. Brian Cranston, Jenna Fisher, Peter Sarsgaard, Laura Propone. Propon? Propon. Rachel Vice. Whatever. Wanda Sykes. <laughs> and that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Jensen was telling us yesterday mm. about his mom. Yeah. About and some of the things that she believed and taught him as a child. Yes. As, as, my mom is superstitious. Mm-hmm. And... I, when I first started dating Danielle, I she got in bed and she was wearing socks. And I said to her, you're going to take those off, right? And she said, what are you talking about? I'm cold. And I said, well, you're going to wake up with a headache. Uh, and realized <laughs> that I was raised with a superstition that if you fall asleep with your socks on, you'll wake up with a headache. But that's only one of like six or seven different things that my mom forced into me with fear. Can we talk your mom? My mom talk is mom on, on the She's air? on the line. Okay. Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. And so she has a couple to answer for, but I'm sure she even remembers more than I do. Yeah. What's your mom's name? My mom's name is Haroldine. That is her. Oh, that is dead sexy. Full first name, Haroldine. Dead sexy. She was, she's on the line already. Okay, Haroldine, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good morning. Thank you, you so much for joining us, and thank you for letting us work with your son. He's a delight. Oh well, I'm his biggest fan, so you can't <laughs> convince me. I love him. That's great. This is so weird, Jensen. That yeah. by coincidence, we had your wife on the show yesterday and yeah. mom today, and that's pretty much my whole family. So we're done now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so socks. You you go to bed, uh, ma'am, with your socks on, and you wake up with a headache. This is something you learned early and believed your whole life. Well, I have to tell the truth. That was his dad. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So all right. That's much different then. Uh, <laughs> but but, let, but let's ask: with every one of these, does that person still believe that? But my mom did used to say, "Take off your socks." I mean, even if it was from my dad, you seem to believe in it. Well, I just thought you get claustrophobic. See that? <laughs> oh, that's much better. <laughs> claustrophobic. How about this one, mom? Uh, don't put a hat on a bed. Yes, that was from my grandmother. Yes, do not put a hat on the bed. Do not put new shoes on the table. Okay, hold on. Wait, you're giving them all up. How does do not put a hat on a bed work? Why? I just asked her why, and she said it's just you're not supposed to. So I never really had an answer for some of these oh. superstitions. But if I would put a hat on a bed, she'd be like, take it off. She would like, uh, she would like, don't do that. Like, and I would bad have to... things could happen. Yes. Oh. Yes, ever... Exactly what it is, Allie. It's bad. It's bad luck. Oh, did you oh, ever okay. know of anyone or hear of anyone who attributed some bad luck, some misfortune to yeah. making yeah. that mistake? Well, I don't know if if something bad happened to them, they wouldn't be here to tell us. Oh, she thinks oh, that's because, real bad. Because she the hat would have killed them. Wow. She thinks they died. Wow. That, that's pretty extreme. You know what they say, hat on the bed, off with your head. They didn't just have a bad hair day. She's like, no, they're dead. Oh, no, they they were de- ceased to yeah, exist. They were decapitated later that day. How about this I one? Now, I now wish I would have gotten this information, I don't know, much earlier in my life. Yeah. How about this one, Mom? How about shoes on the table? Shoes on the table, same thing applies. It's now, basically bad luck. Now, that makes sense because your shoes are dirty, but this counts even if new shoes are in a in a box. Like, That's don't, correct. Don't put a box of shoes on your table. I assume, no shoe whatsoever. Okay, and I assume that you never found out why it was bad luck like the other one? 
No, there's a couple that I know why, but those were kind of the things that I just assumed they knew what they were talking about. <laughs> I just went ahead and did it. Mom, what there's about one that I, well, the one ahead. that I thought about earlier today that when I was driving here was you used to say something about don't see the toilet from the front door? What? Or something, money goes down the toilet? Well, what was that's no, feng no, shui. You, no, yeah, yes. Well, that's feng shui. That you uh, close the toilet lid. Always close the lid of your toilets of your toilets. Because because money will go down the drain. That's really a feng shui. <laughs> that's not right. okay. Hold on, but do you still believe that? I, you don't come into my house and find any of my toilet seats up. All right. There you go. Okay. That's a good enough and answer. I've been very, I, and I've I, been very successful in real estate. So. <laughs> there you go. I'd like to say that it's more because you were talented in real estate than you kept your toilet seat down. Uh, well, I just think that's that's good manners to have the toilet seat yes, down. Yes, I agree, but don't put a thing on it where you're going to be broke if you don't do it. Like, I agree well, that it's like, be be. You know, nice to your it, yeah. yeah, your friends and and neighbors. Uh, Mom, what were the other ones you you remembered? Well, there was the um, there was one that I, I couldn't I couldn't stick with when I got to my thirties. I couldn't stick with it, and it was when you you had a knife in your hand, and if you hand it to someone else, you can't hand it hand to hand. You had to put it down on a table and let them pick it up. And that was, oh, I don't know what the heck you did that, that was to about. Me? It was another superstition. What? That was gro- growing up. She used to do that to me with scissors. Why? I I don't. I guess I could see how if you trip and fall and, and is there a chance for danger? Is that the? Well, I mean, she's doing it I, just because of luck. I think no. I don't know. I think it had. Uh, well, my my grandmother. It was it was that way. But it was so inconvenient to be in the kitchen and hand someone a knife, and then you had to say, "Oh, don't hand it to him. Put it on the table. Pick it up there." And people would look at you like, "What?" Also, it's they so, should have looked at you like, "What?" It also makes murders much harder, <laughs> which is difficult. <laughs> Wait, so mom, do you you believe these things? These are all still very true to you, as far as like hat on the, the bed. Knife- the knife I got rid of, but yeah. the sneeze when you say when you make a statement and anyone sneezes, then they have told the truth. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! I so, forgot that one. So wait, so <laughs> if if I say something and somebody else sneezes, <laughs> sorry, then I'm telling the truth. Yes, it's like if I said, well, you know. Uh, Jensen, uh, whatever. Jensen, I, I love him. He's been very successful. That's true. <laughs> really? Hey, well, uh, so wait, so do yeah. you pause for a second and then see if anyone sneezes and then just discount it? Is it a no, lie detector? it just happens. It just if happens. If it just happens. Oh, then just you happens. just comment, oh, that must be true. Mom, what about how do you get rid of, uh, how do you get rid of hiccups? Okay, you, you sniff your left palm three times without taking a breath. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoa. I'm sorry. Tell, say that again. Okay, you have to take your left palm and you take deep breaths without breathing out. And you, and you take it three times, breathe in through your nose on the left palm. Because you'll, you'll be away. so embarrassed doing it in public that you'll hide and then no one will see your hiccups <laughs> until they go away. You got a purple Why would it be your left palm, do you think? My, grandpa, my grandfather, rest his soul, told me it has to be your left palm. And do you okay. know the funniest thing is probably eight out of ten times it works. I okay. can't believe it. I don't, I don't think... That's what I don't believe. And I think it just has to do with holding your breath, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Concentrating on something else. Yeah. That that makes sense. Again. But I don't think Jensen remembers this one. Okay. It's it's the Armenian side of me. There is when when a baby's in biblical cord falls off, 
you you throw it those days they had raised foundations you throw it under the house and that would be for good luck and that your your baby would be always close to home as as they had you know grew up oh i'm so happy to be having a kid soon this is going to be great (laughs) this is one of many i've I've taken that jensen (laughs) but uh, but the cat drug mine out so and, 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 and they kept putting it back under the house. And the cat kept dragging it out. That should say so. something about my entire life. That's a perfect metaphor. <laughs> You're crazy, and I couldn't love you more. Amazing. Thank you, Mom. Oh, well, it, it, you know, I, I'm perfectly fine. So all of these little... Uh, yeah, we'll be the judge. Yeah, believe. perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Just don't put any hat on a bed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you for talking to us. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye now. All right. We know that there are a lot of people that are calling right now. We're going to do this tomorrow. Yes. You were taught as a kid. Your parents had a superstition. Yeah. And uh, we'll do that tomorrow morning. But who's crazier than Harold D? (laughs) I loved it so much. (laughs) Great. I mean, no one. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous (sighs) K-Rock. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We uh, were all so truly saddened by the loss of Luke Perry, who, uh, as we talked about so often, was uh, had two completely different generations of fans. People who fell in love with him as Dylan McKay on Beverly Hills 90210, and then their daughters who fell in love with him all over again as, uh, as Frank Andrews on the Riverdale TV show. Only 52 years old, had a stroke on a Wednesday, was dead five days later. Man. And it really terrified the hell out of all of us because he was only 52 years old. Dr. Drew Pinsky, 52, dude. That's way too young to be dying of something like a stroke. Please, fill us in. What's going on here? It it is, though. I almost had a stroke when I heard about you leaving yesterday. So there's other things that can contribute. I'm just saying. Hey, Dr. Drew, I'm going to hang up on you for one second. We're going to reconnect because we have a bad phone line, okay? Okay. Okay, we'll talk to you in one second. And that was Dr. Drew Pinsky. Hey, as soon as he started his... waxing poetic about Bean, we were like, can we get him off the phone? That's <laughs> too much. <laughs> Look, what I'm hoping is he'll tell me, and I'm afraid this isn't going to be the case because there's some things in medicine that just are random. I'm hoping he'll tell me that there's a lifestyle that you can lead that will make it unlikely that you could get a stroke. That's what I'm hoping I'll okay. hear from him. All right. All right, Doc, you back? Hold one second. Okay. All right, we got him. Hey, Dr. Drew. Better? I don't know. 
<laughs> we'll know soon. Give us a second. Okay. Bean, ask your question again, please. My yep. question was, I guess what I'm hoping for is this is avoidable. Is it? It is avoidable. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, but but again, you know, it's the kind of thing that I generally am driven crazy by, which is this sort of notion that somehow we're not biological. You've got to remember, there are libraries filled with all the different kinds of things that can happen to us as human biological agents. There's all kinds of things, and it's very incumbent upon us to see physicians regularly and to take their advice and to do careful health maintenance. For instance, um, stroke, one of the more common sort of uh, risk factors for that is high blood pressure. And I can't tell you how often I tell people in their 30s and 40s, they got to get on medication that every minute they wait increases their risk of not just stroke, but also cardiomyopathy and heart attacks. And they will always say the same thing. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be, I'll, I'll handle it. This is foolishness, everybody. We, we, we are biological. We live a lot longer than we're designed to live. As we age in certain genetic substrates, the communication between our kidney and our heart becomes less effective than it should be, and the blood pressure gets reset at a certain level, and that tiny increase in pressure increases the shear force on our vessels that can cause vessels to clot up or break down and bleed. Now, we don't know what happened with blue peria. We don't know if this was a bleed or an actual stroke. A stroke is when a clot forms in an artery and all the down downstream tissue dies. I have a suspicion this may have been an aneurysm and a bleed, not, oh. not really a stroke, though somebody from like the TMZ world told me he had a, quote, second stroke, which usually means a, a, a spasm of the cerebral vascular architecture that causes a stroke after a bleed. Yeah, because that would, that would make sense because a lot of people say on the ambulance ride, was he was fine. He was talking to the paramedics. Then on the ambulance ride, he went back out, and that was when he never woke up again. So I guess that would be a second stroke, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. The second stroke was like a day before he died. Oh, geez. The, oh, the okay. going out is more signs of a bleed because as the, as the bleed progresses, the pressure on the brain goes up, 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 and eventually crushes the brain. Oh. While a stroke is boom, it happens now, and half your body is out. You know, the strokes... You know, the, the, the problem is that unless you know neuroanatomy, you really don't know the signs of a stroke. So essentially a seizure, any change in movement, vision, speech, half your body becomes motor, motor or sensory deficits of one half your body versus the other. It's all signs that something is going on and you ought to get medical attention quickly. The other thing, a true stroke, again, when a, when a clot forms in an artery, we now have things to do with that, but you've got to get in there quick, just like a heart attack. A heart attack is a clot forming in an artery to the heart. The heart muscle dies. You try to break that, get that clot opened up. Same thing with stroke to open it up to resupply the blood to the brain. I, I know there's a public service campaign that's uh, that's been airing for a number of years about strokes that talks about some of those symptoms you mentioned, and they say get immediately to a doctor because it can they can, they can prevent the the most damage being done if they get to you in time, right? That's right, that's right. And this is just a reminder that at 50 is very weird to have a thrombotic stroke, embolic stroke, meaning a clot migrating from somewhere else. Also, if you didn't have atrial fibrillation or something called a patent foramen ovale where the, you know, the clots can cross the heart, then it becomes carotid artery or aorta, and that's usually older people, again, for you know, embolic strokes. In his age group, you really worry about bleed. So I worry that it was either an aneurysm or that he'd had untreated blood pressure problems for a while. Drew, also because I'm super Jewish, I Googled everything about a stroke after this happened, and one of the things that I found was that you could lose vision 
for even a, a minute or two, a couple days before a stroke. And that's a, a pretty crazy sign. Is that true? Well, that, that is called amaurosis fugax. And that is a clot, tiny clot, that actually goes to the artery to the retina. So you get sudden loss of vision in one eye. Again, older people, really weird in a young person. Okay. And go ahead. Uh, Drew, I have a question actually about uh, birth control and strokes. Because I had always heard, because I had migraines growing up, and I was put on birth control to see if we could regulate those in some way, because God knows I wasn't doing it. <laughs> um, as long as your, uh, your blood pressure was kept low, you were going to not be in the, that risk factor. But women that have high blood pressure, maybe they smoke and are on birth control, they're more susceptible. Is that true? 100%. And we don't really see that anymore because of the way that birth controls are dosed. But we used to see that. And the kinds of strokes we would see were the very tiny vessels in the center of the brain. So people would get tongue problems and, you know, sort of balance problems and vision problems again. And, and these were these were sometimes quite devastating. Yeah. And they weren't necessarily associated with blood pressure. Oh, wow. But the, uh, what's weird is sometimes they were associated with migraine. So that migraine thing can go both ways. Interesting. All right. Last question for me. And I'm glad Ali reminded me I wanted to ask about uh, smoking. Is that something that generally contributes to a lot of stroke victims? 100%. Again, hmm. the, the, the tobacco, not nicotine, get to get off your vape high horse for a second and your moral outrage about vaping it is tobacco that causes damage to lining of our arteries all our arteries especially our delicate arteries to our heart and our brain and that's why strokes and heart attacks are so common and almost almost you know predictable with who people with people who smoke tobacco I am so glad we had you on today, Dr. Drew. This has been extraordinarily informative. Thank you for that. The Twitter is at Dr. Drew or at Dr. Drew Podcast. DrDrew.com is where you want to go to find out all the things the doc is up to, including his Monday through Friday noon to 3 show on 790K ABC and all of his podcasts. The Dr. Drew Podcast, the one he does with Adam, the one he does with Mike called The Swole Patrol, and the Dr. Drew After Dark with Tom Segura, which is new and people are raving about. Plus, you can download the Heal app at the App Store or Google Play and get a doctor in your home right now. Thanks for the chat. Have a great week. We'll do it again next time. Thank you, guys. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Listen all week at 9, noon, 3, and 6 for your chance to win a pair of three-day passes to Ohana Festival. Returning to Doheny State Beach September 27th through 29th. Over 30 performers, including Strokes, Eddie Vedder, Incubus. Chili Peppers, Mud Honey, Jenny Lewis, Mount Joy, and more. Tickets on sale Friday, March 8th at OhanaFest.com. Keep it on K-Rock to win. Hello, K-Rock listeners. This is Brandon from Incubus. This is Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Keep it locked on K-Rock. K-R-O-K. K-Rock. Hey, tomorrow morning on the Kevin and Bean Show, we are once again this year going to be celebrating International Women's Day. And that means, Allie, you still have to come to work. Ah. Uh. <laughs>
<laughs> we're not celebrating it to the extent that you get a day off to enjoy it. You still have to come to work. That seems bogus. It but really I'm does. Just say it. Yeah. We are going to be fa- playing uh, many of your favorite uh, K Rock artists that happen to be ladies. So if you've got a uh, if you've got a, a a rocker or a singer that you love who's a woman, we want to play it tomorrow, and we're looking for your requests as well. You can call the Kevin Bean Afro Line anytime before tomorrow's show at three two three five two zero AFRO. Tell us who you are and what your request is, and we'll try to squeeze in as many requests as we can. I look forward to that show every year, by the way. Absolutely. Super, great. super fun to hear from those ladies. I don't think we play them enough. All right, time for our final look at what's happening now. Here is one of our favorite ladies. Allie, take it away. Oh, being so nice. Can you guys feel it? Captain Marvel, tonight, 7 o'clock. That's when people are seeing it. Huh. Okay, that's when I'm seeing it at Arclight. <laughs> but still, tonight is when it all happens, you guys. Which is why I'm bringing you this story. I don't know if you've been watching any of the interviews leading up to, of course, the premiere tonight of Captain Marvel in your movie theaters. But Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson have the greatest relationship ever. Yeah, they're like the new lethal weapon. They really are. They're just, they they play off each other so well. They seem to really enjoy each other's company. And you notice that when I got you to, interviewed them. I got to interview them and it's up at krock.com if you want to see it. But yeah, off camera when they were, when we were just, you know, shooting the poo. Thank right. you. Um, yeah, they just were having a great time laughing I and just it. really enjoying it. It, the, it was really shocking. fun to see. Yeah, it is. It's so infectious the the way they like each other so much because they've been going around the world promoting this movie now for like a month. Yeah. It, it would seem like they would literally just be walking through the paces at this point, but they seem to still really be enjoying each other. Absolutely. Well, I bring this up because you are going to see them in action. It's a new episode of James Corden's Carpool Karaoke, the series. The full episode can be seen on Friday on Apple TV, but they're in a car. They're singing Ari- Ariana Grande songs, and they're playing a little game with James. Would you be honest with me if you didn't like my performance in a scene? No. <laughs> I would not be honest with you. Nope. True. <laughs> Do you actually like my Kangol hats? Yes. That's a lie. That's not a lie. He's making up. Can we just switch? Do you like the Captain Marvel suit? Yours? Yeah. Yeah. True. Have you ever farted while filming a scene? All the time. True. Did you fart while we were doing this? Of course not. That's a lie. <laughs> I love a good lie detector. Give them a buddy comedy. I think yep. you're right. Absolutely. And if you saw this news yesterday, you were terrified, as I was, when I heard that Aquaman star Jason Momoa's private jet was forced to make an emergency landing when the pilot suspected an engine fire. (gasps) So they landed in Palm Springs. False alarm, thank God. They were delayed in Palm Springs for a short time, but he was back up in the air. Everything is fine, but my God, we need to protect Jason Momoa. Couldn't he have... Couldn't he... (laughs) Couldn't he have mentally asked the fish to somehow jump out of the water and save him and soften the blow of the plane or anything like that? Never, never that seen power? Aquaman, Bean? Huh? Is that what you're what you're telling us? You've never really seen Aquaman? No, I haven't. But isn't that what he does? <laughs> he commands the fish with what to do? The, all those fish in Palm Springs <laughs> is what well, I'm saying. Like what, jump, I, mean, look, I, I mean, they're jumping a far distance they if really they're are. going to uh, the desert. They're getting some height. Well, maybe he means like real big fish at Coachella. That would oh, work. Oh, that is oh, true. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he, okay. he he commands the band Fish also. I yes. didn't realize that. Yes. What Guys. is Kale? Is a fish? <laughs> play, play a nine-minute song. Go. Oh, good Lord.
That would make me want to crash. <laughs> no offense to fish heads out there. Please right. don't tweet me. Mm. They're serious, you guys. Mm-hmm. They really are. I'm and- not surprised. I love it. All right. Okay. Awesome. So Idris Elba is reportedly in final negotiations to replace Will Smith as Deadshot in the Suicide Squad sequel. What do you think about that? I didn't see the suicide Was there a problem with Will Will Smith's performance in that film? No, the whole movie just stunk. But what they're saying is it's scheduling conflicts, and he has to begin shooting the Bright sequel for Netflix in July. No one wants that. Suicide Squad (laughs) starts in September. So it's it's a scheduling conflict. And he picked up that Venus Williams, uh, Serena Williams' dad movie also, Mm. which will be shooting around that. Look, anytime you can get Idris Elba in your movie, you get Idris Elba in your movie. Yeah. James Gunn is still rumored to be involved in Suicide Squad 2, right? That was a big rumor. He's going to be writing the script. Hmm. Either way, I think it's going to suck. <laughs> wow. I, never, yeah. just didn't, I wasn't into it. Uh, it. It didn't... It didn't like, have a, yeah. a resounding uh, woo from the fan base, but uh, you know what? It uh, made nearly $750 million worldwide, worldwide yeah. on a $175 million budget. So I feel like that's a win. Sure. For them, I'm yeah, learning I mean, that if you just like put a car that explodes in your movie, it makes a ton worldwide. Which brings me to my next point: uh, Elba will next be seen playing the villain in Fast and Furious yeah. spinoff, <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, opposite Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Jason Statham. Yeah, just that's put a car a, in it. That's three dudes right there. Hey, I like cars, man. You don't have to. No, no, nothing wrong. Just you know, makes just a lot don't of be money. condescending. All right, guys. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Kevin has. <laughs> he likes a love the louds. Of louds. I do. Come on, man. <laughs> You can't bring this stuff up. (laughs) So uh, The Blast has just reported that um, R. Kelly made it absolutely sure that his girlfriends knew that he was in the room when they were being interviewed by Gail King. They were told that uh, R. Kelly would be nowhere near them during the interview, and he was standing right behind them, coughing really loud, making sure they knew he was there so they wouldn't answer any questions incorrectly. So really, just the whole thing is so disturbing. Wow. So disturbing. But um, he's back in police custody custody due to unpaid child support. He appeared in court yesterday and was taken into custody after failing to pay more than $161,000 in back child support. He's kind of dope. Nope. Uh, (laughs) In other news, the singer is facing some more accusations. According to CBS2, R. Kelly is being accused of having sex with a girl when she was 13 years old, and he gave her herpes. Robert. That's a bad situation right there. None of it is right. (laughs) Everything is wrong with this story. I want to smell it. Oh, Mm. do that Mm. at all? You like the Backstreet Boys? Nope. A new exhibit at the Grammy Museum in L.A., Backstreet Boys, The Experience, yes. will be opening this spring. I will say this about the Grammy Museum. Mm-hmm. They do an amazing job when they do these exhibits. Even if it's a band you're not really into, they have memorabilia. They have cl- like all sorts of stuff I that agree. you would never see. I agree. Even if you're not interested, they yeah. do great work. Yeah, yeah. it's going to have uh, personal memorabilia from the group, wardrobe pieces uh, from past album covers, music videos, some artwork, photography. There's also a 
immersive photo and video experience for fans. That exhibit is open to the public April 10th and runs through September 2nd. There might not be a more redeeming story in pop music than the Backstreet Boys. It's it's it, amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. These guys should be working at car washes, basically, if you go by what boy bands happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And instead, they were nominated for a Grammy this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were a Super Bowl commercial. And had a number one album. It had and number a one residency album. in Vegas. It's unbelievable. It's I mean, cuckoo. It's, it's, it's Quite not, a comeback. Yeah, not happened before, so. How furious are the other members of NSYNC at Justin Timberlake right now that all, they're not cashing in on this? All furious. Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily, Joey Fatone can't afford the internet, so. Actually, he can. It's Chris Kirkpatrick that wouldn't be able to afford it, right? Joey Fatone was a producer on Big Fat Greek Wedding. Really? Yeah, which made a ton of dough. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. That's the most I don't obscure. even know what that is. The Greek fact anyone has ever known. <laughs> That's yeah, coming from Bean. it really Bean. was. It really, <laughs> really, really was random. That's coming from Bean. You're a bastion of useless knowledge. That's high oh, praise. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some birthdays for you guys. Brian Cranston, Peter Sarsgaard, Rachel Weiss, Wanda Sykes, Laura Prepon, Jenna Fisher. And that's what's happening. It's hey, pre-pod, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I say prepon again? Yeah, I don't know where you came what up with What is prepon. happening? You're saying great prepon? Great that's what I'm doing. I love is. mustard. Yeah. I mean, she was only on Orange is the New Black for like six seasons, and that 70 show I like love her. 12. I, think I love her hair. I think yeah. she has Who? beautiful, dewy skin. Who are we talking about? Laura Prepon. Oh, there you go. Right. There you go. Very mm-hmm. talented. All right, cool thank you, Allie. On your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning on all-new Kevin and Bean Show, we have uh, animal stories. We have a brand-new internet roundup. We have comedian Kyle Dunnigan in studio. And keep it 100 because it's Friday, but more importantly, beer mug on the red carpet of oh. Captain Marvel. Oh. Yeah! It's magical beer mug. And that's tomorrow morning on an all-new show. The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.